Hi, this is Pastor Greg Ryan of Faith Bible Church in Mechanicsville, Maryland, coming at you with my weekly podcast, So I Was Reading. In it, I'll share my observations and applications on something I read in God's Word this week, and I hope and pray that these thoughts will bless you in some way as we delve into the Word together and pray about what we've learned. Shalom, dear friends, and aloha. Mosh Moshi or something. Welcome back. So I was reading 1 Corinthians 13 this week, and the first thing that jumped at me was where they divided the chapters, but that's not super relevant. So I'd rather talk about the text. Let's pray before we do that, shall we? Lord God, we come before you today to hear from you, to spend time with you as we seek to know you more. Bless this time in your word and help us to understand the message you have for us today. In your name, amen. So, we are in a section of 1 Corinthians where Paul is specifically addressing the church and the workings of the church. In chapter 10, he discusses what it means to be free in the Lord, to have freedom, and then moves to proper worship. Chapter 11 gives instructions on the communion, the Lord's Supper, and then chapter 12 deals with spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to those who follow Christ. He writes about how the body of Christ consists of many different people with many different gifts. Um, I have a t-shirt that uh, came from this chapter, actually, after in a home group, I suddenly exclaimed, nose hairs matter when discussing this. And, and someone thought it was funny and made me a nose hairs matter t-shirt. Uh, anyway, it's immediately following this that we have our passage today. So reading all 13 verses of chapter 13, 1 Corinthians from the CSB. Here we go. If I speak human or angelic tongues but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and understand all the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all my possessions, and if I give over my body in order to boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Now, a little side note here. The Greek word for boast here is not the same one that comes in verse 4. This was verse 3. The word in verse 4 is perperuitai, and that means to vaunt or elevate myself, like to brag. Whereas here in verse 3, uh, the word is kauchisumahi, and it's used uh, to mean I exalt or glorify proudly with head held high. And figuratively, when it's used um, in the New Testament, it refers to living with God-given confidence. So I'll kind of read uh, verse 3b with that in mind. If I give over my body in order to live with God-given confidence, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Now to verse 4. Love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. 
Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully as I am fully known. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So, it seems a major thrust of this passage is love. I hope you all picked up on that. Uh, but what do we mean by love? We have to remember, Paul is writing in the context of speaking about the body of Christ, about the church. Reading into this any other context is incorrect. This is not speaking about love in general, but rather about love that exists inside the body of Christ, the members of the body towards one another. This is not in any way speaking of romantic love either. So to apply this to that is wrong. Right? The word used for love in this passage is agape. But there's something interesting about this specific love and about this word um, even a lot of Christians aren't aware of. The word agape is only used in the Bible. It's a biblical term actually first appearing in the Song of Solomon as a noun, and usually refers to a divine love, God's love. Right? Secular writers like Aristotle or Plutarch, um, they use the word agaposis. Right? This is a verb that essentially means to prefer, and then which extrapolates out to mean the love of men to men, or goodwill towards other men, or mankind, if you want to use that. Um, correctly. Um, so in other words, like I said, this, this, this means a preferential treatment of others rather than yourself. And it's still a verb. Agape, however, means specifically that love of Christians toward Christians, which is enjoined and prompted by their religion, whether the love be viewed as in the soul or is outwardly expressed. So properly, love, which centers in a moral preference. It's still a love with a divine, unconditional quality to it. Right? The word is further defined in verses 4 through 7, giving examples of what it is and what it is not. And I think that you'd see uh, that the definition here is not the way people are using the word love today. They have more words for love in Greek than we do, and we combine them all together, and we shouldn't. The first thing one should notice is that love isn't a feeling. Agape love is never a feeling. It's not an emotion at all. It's a, it's a choice. Also, if it is truly love, it is patient and it's kind. If it isn't, then it isn't love. It doesn't cause one to act improperly or dishonorably, the meaning of the word that was translated rude in the CSB. And it isn't self-seeking. In other words, it isn't to promote oneself. It isn't for your own benefit in practice, though that is sometimes a side effect of agape love. Verse 6 is especially telling. 
It does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. The truth, which as truth is not different for each person. It's not relative. It's simply true. Two plus two is the same for you as it is for me. There is a true answer. And anyone who just did some irrational semantic gymnastics would admit, should they try to buy two $2 sodas and the clerk asks for $22. Right? Two plus two won't be 22 when someone asks you for that. Will it, smarty pants? And come on, I know someone thought that when I said two plus two is the same for you as me. And we were like, oh, two plus two is 22. No, it's not. It's four. Okay, again, the love spoken of here is one of a moral service to others of the same moral preferences done out of a God-given desire to see them grow in their faith and their relationship to both Christ as well as to his body, the church of which we are a part. Love trusts. It's not cynical. Love protects. It doesn't destroy. It preserves. It doesn't bend because of the pressures of others. If what the world is peddling is anything other than these things, then it isn't peddling love. And what it is peddling will thus not belong in the church, in the body of Christ. Pride, lust, selfishness, malice, self-righteous anger, revenge. None of these have anything to do with love. Likewise, sitting idly by, sitting, sitting idly by while someone destroys him or herself with morally destructive behavior isn't love either. Staying silent while the members of the body of Christ burn is not agape. Brothers and sisters, God reveals himself to us in his word so that we may love him as he truly is, perfect and righteous. Any description or depiction of him that contradicts the words of scripture isn't him. And that, if that is what we love, well, that image that isn't his true image, then we don't have agape for him. Our natural desires don't always align with his revealed word. But if we try to change him to suit us and those natural desires, then we don't have agape at all. It's not love. What it is, is idolatry. Recognize that when the world says love is love, what the world is saying is idolatry of self supplants love because God is love and we've killed God in our hearts so our lusts and our pride will now be called love. Love, for all intents and purposes, has lost all meaning outside of the belief in the one true God, at least this idea of agape love, which, believe it or not, is the point of the passage for today. I'm not saying other types of love don't exist outside the body of Christ. But those loves aren't what is being spoken about here. So to use these words to defend some other type of love is at its most basic dishonest, and at its most sinister, it's deceitful and destructive. Love is love, true. Except when it isn't. Because we only have one word, and Greeks have at least four. Right, so I ask you, church, is our love love? Do we possess a true agape for one another? 1 John 3.14 says that we know that we have passed out of death into life because 
we love, agapabomena, the brothers. We love the brothers. Whoever does not love, agapon, abides, meaning stays or remains, in death. So this is vital, church. Is our love agape? Or have we allowed the world's influence to steal it and make it something altogether different? Is evil now called love? And if so, what are you going to do about that? Let's pray. Father God, help us to love as you love, to love your church as you have and still do love it, and to love ourselves enough to know when our love is no longer love. Help us to refocus onto your word, onto your will, and onto your ways. It's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who poured out all his love on us that we pray. Amen. Okay. Tune in next time. There's a lot more where this came from. May God bless you and keep you and may he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And I'm waving goodbye to you now. So I Was Reading is a ministry of Faith Bible Church of Mechanicsville, Maryland, a non-denominational body of believers bound together by a desire to know the Lord and to reach others with his gospel message. If you are interested to know more about our church, our beliefs, or this podcast, you can contact us at so I was reading at faithbiblemd.org or look us up on the World Wide Web at faithbiblemd.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week in His name.